This train is inbound. From Sector C. My crime is that of outsmarting you. If you have not yet submitted your identity to the retinal clearance system, communications interface online. You're not dealing with AT&T. Automatic medical systems engaged. Welcome to the internet, my friend. How can I help you? Defensive weapon selection system activated. Have a very safe day. Okay, from San Diego, California, I'm Drake Anubis. And from uh, sunny Florida, I'm Enigma. You always sound so sad. I am sad. <laughs> why are you sad? Because it's a Sunday night number. I mean, I know you're sad, but I mean, why are you sad? Oh, that's harsh. That's harsh. Because I have to go to the work in the morning and, you know, work sucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is our fifth show, so what I was thinking was that every uh, five or so shows... We would take a break from doing a topic and just discuss things that are interesting and see where it goes. So this is the test pilot. So um, if you were looking for a super focused laser tight show, uh, this one probably isn't the one for you. Feel free to skip it. But um, everyone else who just likes really interesting conversation from really intelligent uh, pillars of the community, uh, feel free oh. to stay. <laughs> I couldn't. I just couldn't keep. I just couldn't keep a straight face on that one. I know. I was. I was waiting for you to laugh. I'm like, why isn't Mumble working? So I kept trying to go like more and more off the deep end. You, you were about Pillar. to be the president of a small nation. If you kept quiet too long. Pillars of the community, huh? That's as, that's not bad. <laughs> oh, but it's, so, how's how are things going? How's your job working out for you? Ah, oh, not bad. It's uh, been busy lately, but I've been working a lot in that SSRS uh, software that uh, I mentioned a few weeks ago. It's not bad. Oh, it's, the thing with the thing. With the thing with the thing. Yeah, the reporting stuff. So, been doing a lot of reporting, and you know, it's been it's been interesting. I broke it the other day. Well, actually, I have a rant. Since since we're not uh, you know <laughs> before you do what happens if you like if you broke it how does how does the report go like well I today's report is that all, all the reports were good except for the one that I broke like do you have to like itemize how many reports that are done no no we it's um, like the planning to plan picture in Office Space well no it's more reporting of a reports it's more of a uh, I don't know what the hell I'm doing a lot of times so I go in there and play like you know oh that joke's too easy yeah thanks appreciate it um, yeah, no problem. <laughs> Thank you for not taking the bait. I appreciate it. Anyway, yeah. so I'm so I'm going in there and playing around, and I thought I broke something because like a report didn't work, and you know my boss calls you know calls me and says it turns out hey, the computer wasn't even on to begin hey, with. Hey, why doesn't this report work? Um, so I'm screwing around with it, and um, I realize that the uh, database that we're that we're accessing to for these reports. Um, is a third-party vendor. They, um, it's, uh, I, I don't know if you've heard of a product called ConnectWise PSA. No, is it like a hosted database, or what do you mean it's uh, a third-party? Well, it's a third-party application that has a database on the back. Oh, so it's not like SQL or MySQL or Oracle. It's like this other thing. Well, it's it's a SQL database, but um, it's a ticketing system. So ah. um, that sits on top of a SQL database. So we... Mm. Um, Instead of running reports within the tool, we, we have our SSRS um, instance pointed to the, the PSA backend, the, the SQL database. Anyway, 
So in the last update that they did for this software, they actually changed the, the table structure. Um, so two fields aren't there anymore that I was using to report on. So it was, and it was, and they weren't uh, uh, insignificant fields by any means. They were the detailed description of the of the ticket and the resolution of the ticket. So wait, so that that was left out, or was it just renamed? It was just renamed, but I have no idea where they renamed oh. it. And in the release notes, they don't mention any, you know, <laughs> anything like. I was that. about to make fun of you for not reading the release notes. No, no, I read the release notes. There's nothing in there, so I'm like, what the hell? And then my my rant is that I can't even go and ask these people a uh, question. I have to be a what they call a quote unquote PSA uh, admin for to ask a question of them of their technical. Well, how do they know if you're a PSA admin? Can't you just say because that I'm a PSA take, admin? You, you didn't know this? No, you have to take uh, classes and then they give you, you know, what do they give you? PSA rights or whatever. Well, just lie and say you have that. Well, I haven't gone that far yet. It was just on Friday. What you should, what you should just do is just send them a bill for your, the time you spent fixing their stupid thing because they didn't have release notes in there. Well, it took, just, me, it took me two or three hours to figure out what, yeah, what, the hell they, what the hell they did because I'm looking at this report and it's broken. I didn't design the report and then I had to read .NET code to figure it out. And I <laughs> hate .NET. Why did you buy something from a company that you can't call? Because I didn't have a choice in this matter. It was before my time, so I inherited this. Before my time. So shut up. Anyway, the... the That's the, like what Obama says the, about the economy. The, I inherited this. The result, the result, end result is that I, I ended up, uh, you know, wasting two or three of my hours of my valuable day to track down and figure out this report. And it turned out to be not my problem. So. It's not BP's oil spill. It's Tony Hayward's oil spill. Exactly. It's not my problem. It's with the database. Yeah, like my my usual daddles of disk space and and uh, and fighting, you know, the lack of the disk space that we have. Why don't you just buy more sands? Because our because we're a small company and we have budgets and stuff. And I just I don't see how you can be such a small company with so much data. It's not even like a. I've seen photography companies that have less data with these like forty megabyte raw files. Uh, we have ninety uh, gigabyte files, so. Ah. Uh, yeah. That's unnecessary. It is. It really is. Anyway, well. and and Oracle space alone, we've got like you know three or four terabytes in Oracle space, but. I digress. So yeah, that's my other. The other half of my gig is you know. Is Oracle Space like a software or like a web hosted thing? No, I, we have a an Oracle database with. Uh, I was oh, meaning I'm... the table space structure. Yeah. So. No, things with Oracle just throw me off. It's just such a funny name. Cause they, the way they name it, like Oracle World. Come see the Oracle World. You, like you Oracle. in Oracle World. Come on it's now. It's weird. Like, well, because Oracle just tries to seem so hip and uh, with it, and they, they sell information management. Yeah. It's, it, well, the, the, the site's just like, it's like, well, we provide information, knowledge, understand. It's like on the third day, God created Oracle. That's what the site's like. <laughs> So well, it's, there's it's, other it's, alternatives. You can go pay, you know, a shit ton of money for. Uh, well, actually, Oracle's the most expensive, so I can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You can't. I, I can't bust on Microsoft there. It's like it's just kind of an unrelated thing, but it's it's a tangential relationship to this. 
There's a really famous story that's actually not hypocritical. I believe it actually happened, where uh, IBM met with Apple and um, on the Apple campus one day, and uh, all the IBMers who usually wear suits, it's the international business company, international business machines. They all wore like sneakers and, tur- and uh, turtlenecks and such. And uh, all the Apple employees, like, oh, we're meeting with IBM. Fuck. They all dressed up in suits and ties. So they went out to meet each other, and they were all dressed the opposite of their stereotype and just kind of looked at each other like, oh, huh. <laughs> and apparently no one ever mentioned it, but they were all aware of it for the rest of the day. That's kind of like Oracle. It's like it's, it's an uninteresting company, and they try so hard to be interesting. Well, and they also, you know, rape people for, uh, you know, money for yeah, their, uh, <laughs> um, their licenses. Oracle Space. Oracle in space. <laughs> yeah. Database of the future. Mm-hmm. I meant, well, I, when I said Oracle Space, I meant Oracle Table Spaces. I know, but just, Oracle Space sounds funny, though. Just for I should recommend it as a product name. They'd probably give me a stipend. Like, oh, what a great product name, Drake. Thank you. But yeah, no problem, Oracle. Yeah, and and another thing to 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 rant on because I'm on a ranting mood, you know, I I just have issues with people or companies hiring these consultants that you know just don't give a shit, and they um, we have this this Oracle consultant because we do not have a DBA on staff. I I play one on TV, but I'm really not a DBA. I play one in the office. I play one in the office. Um, you should get like a hard hat like I, the UN has which says UN and just write like DBA on there, like the blue hard hat. That's actually uh, funny. I'll get into a story <laughs> of that, you know, hard hat. But anyway, um, in a minute. But uh, going back to my rant on, on consultants, this guy, I've given him stuff a, a couple of times, like uh, just basic Oracle things, like create a user, you know, create table spaces, you know. Simple Oracle. Is he from DBA Oracle or like in? No, he's he's, just... he's a he's a consultant. He runs his own little consulting firm. Um, so any you know charges us, you know, a lot of money to. But anyway, um, so I give him simple tasks, and I have to go back to him. You know, more than once, I've had to go back to him where things have been wrong. Like, you know, when you create a user. Wouldn't you check, you know, wouldn't it be logical to check to see if that user could log in? Yeah, I check permissions because usually they're created incorrectly. Yeah, or, you know, that the user can create a table, like if that's a requirement, that the that the user, the Oracle user, has to be able to create a table. Wouldn't you think Would that... he just create a user account and then put it in a group or anything? Or does yeah. the Oracle database thing not have groups? Yeah, it has users and group. Well, it has users and roles, same, oh, okay. same well. difference. But anyway, um, yeah, this this guy has, you know, burned me on more than one occasion. And of course, usually when he burns me, it's like on a Sunday afternoon. Like he'll like I'll give him something on a Thursday or Friday, and like Sunday afternoon, I finally get around to checking it, and it's wrong. And I'm like, oh fuck! I just got, I gotta <laughs> I need this now, and he screwed me. Oh, see, that was my problem. When I was a consultant. I always cared too much. And that was so stressful. I should have just not cared and double build. Yeah, you could do that. I should. Yeah, yeah. That's what I should have done. Oh, yeah. be, uh, it's just not in me. Yeah, it's not in me either. I uh, I do a little consulting Linux admin side, uh, side work, and I just it's not in me to just not give a shit. So, but yeah. anyway, um, so back to my hard hat story. Um, <laughs> I'm story time today. 
Um, so in the office, you know, I just recently got a promotion to a, a supervisor or production supervisor, whatever. A supervising janitor. Uh, 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 thank you, Drake. An operation supervisor. Anyway, um, so I walk in the first day of that I was officially, you know, promoted, and I see a, a paper hard hat, like a, a yellow paper hard hat on my desk, and a welcome supervisor on the on my cube wall. Oh, that's and nice. And I'm like, you guys suck. <laughs> I thought it was kind of. I thought that was kind of. Nice oh, suggestion. and they and they changed my monitors out with old CRT monitors that we had laying around <laughs> the office. Oh, they that's took, funny. They took that's... my tw- my two twenty inch uh, flat screens, my dual screen monitors, and replaced them with two CRT seventeen inch monitors. And I was like, "You guys really suck." That's okay. You're a supervisor. You're not going to do any actual IT work anymore. Yeah, I'm just going to sit and do nothing. And you know, in my case, I, I definitely felt it when you know I moved from you know. The, the coding monkey or yeah, whatever. Yeah, there's a lot more stuff to clean. You got to water I the moved plants, wash the wind. From a coding monkey to a a supervisor, I I definitely did feel the transition where now I'm responsible for these people. I actually have to give a shit, and you know. Oh, you don't code. You like to do scripting. Well, it's code. If you did, <laughs> it's code. Because if you did coding, you know how much coding you'd be doing for the Hack Radio Live site? A lot. I know a much. little PHP. I know enough to be dangerous. Yeah, that's but, all I know, too. Um, but If you're out there and you know PHP and you want to donate your time to a worthy charity <laughs> like us, uh, send me uh, some feedback on this site. I could use some help with PHP. Yeah, I could use some help with PHP, too, if I get around to it. Like I. Oh, and if you're an iPhone genius and you want to make a billion million dollars, it's a billion million, it's more than the national deficit, send me an email because I have some great, really simple iPhone apps and I can't get Zeph to do it and I can't run Xcode on my machine because of the freaking version problem. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, I'm pretty upset about it because it's really simple and I just haven't got around to dealing with it. <laughs> but you, you were saying? I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, um, but I was definitely feeling... Something about windows and cleaning them? <laughs> you know... <laughs> One of these days, somebody's going to actually believe you, and I'm going to kick your ass. Yeah, that's something. Um, but just from the standpoint of, you know, going from coding monkey, you know, and worrying about me to, you know, a a manager supervisor role, you definitely, you know, it's definitely a transition. Like, you know, I spend probably ten hours a week dealing with people, which I hate, but I'm not a big fan of people. But I'm not a big fan of people, you know. You know, every hacker says that. I think they just mean they're not sociable. Well, in my... I've yet to meet a human who legitimately doesn't like a company. You're not a fan of people. You know how many people are listening to you right now? Uh, two. See, you're a people person. Everyone here, hold on, let me ask the audience. Is Enigma a, a people person? Is that a... a no- oh, I guess you're not. Oh, never mind. Yeah, see? <laughs> the audience has spoken. Exactly. The audience of what your stuff animal collection. Um, actually, there was nothing back there. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you had, you know, I was picturing stuffed animals in the background, or oh god, screensaver! This is not the time. Or the 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 squirrel army, like on Scrubs. The squirrel. What? The squirrel army. Oh, you don't watch TV. <laughs> No, is this some kind of show with this? Every time I talk to you, you're always like, oh, haven't you seen the Squirrel Army or what LL's doing this week about the Scram Bracelet or what Arpats is up to huh? on Ellen or what? something? 
What? Uh, Lindsay, we, no. they call Lindsay no. Lohan LL. What? Okay. No. Um, I meant Squirrel Army from Scrubs like a few seasons ago, like when I was actually oh, on TV. Like the janitor had a squirrel army and he talked to them. Anyway, so what have you been up to lately? I've been talking too long. Um, well, last week I uh, jailbroke my iPhone, which would be insignificant except that it was so easy. There was actually this is the way they one of the ways they um, jailbroke the first iPhone is you just go to a website which happened to be like jailbreakme.com, <laughs> and there's like a, it's like I guess it's like an invalid uh, uh, JPEG or something. Maybe it's probably like a PNG or a TIFF, something with more rendering, but um, it just jailbreaks the phone automatically. You go to the site, you hit this button, and it just so jailbreaking, and then when it restarts, you have Cydia again, and now you can tell them packages. It was really slick. So, uh, you know, pardon my ignorance, but what does jailbreaking your iPhone give you the ability to do? Oh, it breaks everything. You know, Zeph talked me into it. He's like, oh, just jailbreak it, and it's going to be like a wonderful world. That's how Zeph sounds. So I did this, and then like half my stuff breaks, and then I have to go through and get SMS working again and all kinds of crap. And the only reason I wanted it was because I wanted this one application so that I can make, turn my iPhone into a Wi-Fi hotspot. And in retrospect, I should have just paid for the tethering, because I only needed it next month. And uh, tethering was just 20 bucks, and the application was 10 and it was not worthwhile. But it gives you access to package management. Oh, okay. Yeah, not thrilled. Not thrilled? But, okay. No. I have a, I have a, a stock, you know, iPhone 3G, so or 3GS actually. So the only time I ever need is my friend who we'll just call Harvey. Harvey's like, oh no, man, you can. He 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 he. I don't want to say he exaggerates. Um, he tells bold faced lies through his teeth, and he said one time, oh no, man, you can uh, put the iPhone on Verizon. You you can't. It's a, it's a GSM only phone, so that's T-Mobile, AT&T, and like Vodafone and such overseas. But an iPhone's a CDMA network. They're fundamentally different technologies, um, different frequencies, different bands, everything. And he goes, oh, no, 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 it's easy. I, I've seen them do it. And he, he talks me down. And it's like, hey, gosh, 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 really close. You got you to take the phone off. You got you to take out the chip. And then you put this new chip on. And then boom. And those were the instructions to get the iPhone to run on Verizon. Like, no, you, um, I, I might have said this more polite, but I'm like, no, you dumb bitch. You, that doesn't, how could that possibly work? I was at the end of my rope. Because it was just like an obnoxious thing to say. And he goes, no, no, I've seen it. And you don't understand. Harvey is very, it's, it's as if it actually happened, when, even when he's telling lies. And he's, he's a nice, he's a super nice guy. He's just inc- incorrigible. And I go, what do you mean you've seen it? He goes, yeah, yeah, my friend's phone said Verizon up on the top. I'm like, oh. And very quickly in City, I downloaded this application that lets you change the network moniker up in the left-hand corner. You can make it say whatever you want. So I made it say Harvey's big-ass network. I'm like, look, now it's on Harvey's big-ass network. Is that, did I put a chip in? He's like, oh, well, he did it. I'm like, that's the end of the conversation. So that's all City is good for is making your friend Harvey look stupid and uh, that other thing. What other thing? Oh, tethering? The, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, the tethering thing. Okay. But just got one obnoxious thing to say. Take the, There's nothing more ignorant you could have said. Take the chip out. I guess, I guess you're referring to the AT&T chip and put in the Verizon chip. Yeah, but, you know, they, as you said, they work on completely different... Frequencies, like how could that yeah, yeah, yeah. possibly work? Well, I know, but it's not like have you ever seen a chip? They're very. It's, it's not like it's, it's not even one chip. There's firmware things and software things. It's just yeah. Oh, it's, I have a short temper with things like that. Well, I've seen so, them I'm tolerant. Of I've what? seen uh, the iPhone be ported. The Verizon chip. No, I've seen the iPhone be ported to another GSM network. Oh yeah, I had mine on T-Mobile for the entire time that I had it because uh, I. I 
AT&T was really bad, and they're not so yeah. well, they're not much better. Yeah, but as long as you're going GSM to GSM, you're fine. Yeah, there's no taking out it. They're taking out the SIM card, but that's not desoldering a chip from the main board and rewriting kernel firmware. Yeah, no. Right, no, so, that's well. not going to work out so well. Anyway, that and I've been working on making my car start with RFID. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a lot more complicated than you think for to uh cuz the idea is that an Arduino can uh you can essentially unplug a ribbon cable from the main ignition module mm-hmm. and wire it to an Arduino and then theoretically if I do my part right, I can make it start the car, but it has to walk through all the key motions and the uh ignition module I'm I'm trying to rebuild it in a way that's controllable by the Arduino, but it takes and the Arduino should add is a it's a, a small development platform, it's like 20 bucks and it, it's a programmable chip, and you can make certain things happen with certain buttons. It's very cool. I recommend getting them from uh, uh, sparkfun.com. is a great place to buy these things. But it's nothing like hot-wiring a car in the movies. Oh, my God. You, there's like a 1,000 of these little resistors, and I have to figure out, okay, when it's in this mode, and this is it, – it's like it's – um. Like a Tim Burton film, like how wacky it is inside of this thing, and all these pieces move around, and they make funny contacts with each other, and you have to go through and trace back, okay, what is this doing in this mode? It's it's so difficult, but in the end, I hope it will be successful. <laughs> yeah, one of these days, I really want to play with an Arduino, because, you know... I've They're seen, extremely fun. I've seen uh, Droops and, um, and Morgellon um, gave a talk at uh, Freaknik, I believe. Troops, troops. Is he that guy you refuse to talk to about the hacker media site? Hey. I wonder. I'm touching my chin with my finger. Why must you, you know, constantly... Uh, were you saying something about, you know, cleaning a window or something? <laughs> You're going to actually make these people believe I clean windows. Well, no, it's just that the only time I've ever shown up to your office, I walked in, like, to bring you, like, lunch, or I had to go and get you lunch have every day. Never, you don't even and know I where said, I live, so... Don't even say that. I do, too. Oh, yeah, And I do. said, oh, where's Enigma? And they, they, everyone pointed, like, Enigma? Oh, and they pointed at the window, and you were out there squeegeeing the window. Yeah, yeah. It was a summer day. You stop. were wearing a blue shirt. You had just, a red tie with obnoxious little dots on it. Just stop telling lies. You know, I think I have pictures on my phone. Hold on a second. Yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> Try again. Um, but I was saying about the Arduino, there was a talk, I think they've given the last two years um, at Freaknik, um, which is a, a hacker con, if people don't know, in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I think that's the one. Yeah, that's the one in Nashville. Yeah. Um, and it's in October. It's the last week in October. Um, can we have a hacker con? We can have it in my backyard. Well, we were actually, yeah. <laughs> Thinking about having one in Orlando, but it never took off. But oh yeah, which, anyway, you were saying which was a really good idea, but anyway, it was not a good idea. It didn't take off because no one wanted to go. No, we, who wouldn't want to come to Florida? I don't want to go to Florida. It's hot and sticky. It's no more hot and snick sticky than Southern California. You know, I read once that Florida was the worst place on the earth. Is that true? No, it is not. Are you I calling Time Magazine a liar? I particularly like it here. To be quite honest. It was like the uh, like I don't know fourth or fifth issue of Time Magazine. It just said Florida, bad or baddest. And and I have you know experience because I'm on your coast. You know, quite. Uh, a, yeah, you don't like California? Isn't Florida yeah. like a hundred and something though? Yeah. Well, it was it was hot this weekend. Let's put it that way. But yeah. I digress. I back to my hacker con. It you know I I don't remember what I was saying other than they gave a talk about Arduinos, that was really cool. Anyway, I'll just leave it at that. No, they're very cool. I, I use them for uh, all kinds of projects. I actually, I, I 
Don't know if I burnt one up or if I just need to reflash the firmware because I ran like three times too much power through. But and um, and Morgellon, you know, did some cool things with T-shirts and making them light up and with, with an Arduino. Yes. That's kind of bulky to fit into a T-shirt. I think he. I don't remember. How I guess he did around the collar, maybe. I think he did it like like a pocket, like like made a pocket for it on the inside of the shirt. Uh, you know, I keep watching the uh, statistics and mumble when we're doing the, our conversations, yeah. and it has a uh, speech probability. It, it stops transmitting when I stop talking to save bandwidth, right. and it never goes to 100%. It's always 99. It's never 100% sure that you're talking, and that reminds me of I have this thing called a Fitbit. It's, it's a really cool thing. It's like the size of a clothespin, and you clip it somewhere on your body. It can be in your pocket, on a pant leg, on collar of your shirt, whatever. And it has a uh, a really, really precise accelerometer, like a Wiimote. And it, it's extremely good at calculating how many steps you took, how far you walked, uh, your activity, how many calories you've burned. So you can say, like, oh, I actually spent all day just loafing around. I should go for a walk or something. And it, it wirelessly transmits back to a base, and it, it, it goes for, like, a week or two without charging. It's just very cool. So kind of like a pedometer. It's like a pedometer, only it works really well. It was only a hundred bucks. It doesn't need to be charged like more than twice a month, and it wirelessly transfers back to your computer and makes this cool website with graphs. And oh my god, do I love graphs! But um, what I was going to say was that if you uh, wear it, it has like a little bracelet thing you can use. If you wear it while you're sleeping, it will measure how much you move in your sleep and tell you how um. Uh, how restful your sleep is. And there was one time I forgot to turn it off of sleep mode and I gave it to my friend. I was showing off how cool it was and they went jogging with it. And they were out jogging when Fitbit thought I was asleep. And that was the only time I've ever seen it say, I am 100% certain that you did not have a restful night's sleep when they were out jogging with it for an hour. <laughs> the rest of the time it's like, well, your sleep was uh, 20% good here, uh, 80% bad there. This is the only time it's ever been, no, you had a bad night's sleep. It's like you were jogging or something. Yeah. Says bad. bad things to me. Bad. Bad, Drake. You're bad. not going to feel rested in the morning. <laughs> like, oh, Fitbit, why? Oh, this show's going to, it's so go, our ratings are so going to go to hell. Well, if it's, we'll, we'll put this show out, and there's five more shows until we just talk about things again. And if uh, if people say they don't like it, because they'll leave so many comments on the excellent hack radio live.org site, then we won't do it again. Or they can li- but, leave it in the spam of the HBR site. You still have. It's been a week since the last show, and you still haven't fixed that. I still haven't fixed it. <laughs> I've been playing my StarCraft too. All right. But um, no. But the thing about this show is that we can talk about things like the Arduino and the Fitbit. That I can't have a whole show about the Fitbit, but it's cool enough to mention. It is. So I, I'll mention my my StarCraft two again. Pokemon. Um, Fitbit. And and the only reason I mention it is because I'm running it in um, in Linux. Under wine. Oh, on wine? Yeah. Um, and a, a couple of issues I have. Um, one, the installer doesn't work. And and I know I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just bitching. I'm just bitching because, you know, I know it's a Windows app and I know, you know, I, I, I know the reasons why we can't get decent games on Linux, but I'm still bitching. Um, Go. So... You know, the installer doesn't work, which I can get around. I install it on my laptop, and then I, you know, copy the folder to my Linux box, and it runs, you know, no problem. But why do I have to monkey around with the wine settings so much to get it to even function? And why does my frame rate always drop to next to nothing? Like, why are these things, you know, why, why? 
Why? Why? Poor I, I mean, I can get it. Like, you know, I play World of Warcraft, all right? Well, hold on. Are, are you using like stock wine or I'm using um, stock. crossover? I'm using stock wine. Oh, try crossover. Crossover was great. Eh, I just didn't really want to pay for crap. Uh, you didn't get it when it was free? I, oh, yeah, I did get it when it was free. Yeah, so use so use crossover. Eh, I I think I tried it and it was just I don't remember. Well, I, you didn't try it with the StarCraft that just came out two weeks ago. I did not. That is, try it with that; that it will work true. great. I'm telling you. Um. Anyway, so why why do things you know why why must it be so difficult for you know us to get decent games and why you know why can't bugs be fixed and in Ubuntu that, you know, just annoy oh. me. Do you want to know why I hate OpenOffice? Why do you hate OpenOffice? Oh, because ignoring the fact that OpenOffice isn't good. Like, if you actually, if you're a power user of the Microsoft Office suite, it's just not a comparable thing. Like, the way it makes charts, it just doesn't have certain features. It doesn't work in the same way. But I'll, I went through my Linux phase where I just all exclusively wanted to use Linux, so I tried OpenOffice. The, the, the software, by the way, is called OpenOffice.org. Not OpenOffice, OpenOffice.org. What other software? It, you don't use Chrome.com or Skype.com. You use Skype and Chrome. But my main problem is actually really more with the community than anything else. But uh, when you type in the word processor, it doesn't mute, or at least it didn't. It d- uh, didn't mute the trackpad. So when you're typing, like your cursor bounces all over the screen. You go, why is that? Because your palm uh, crosses across the trackpad on your laptop. And any other uh, word processor or operating system will uh, uh, ignore the trackpad input when you're typing. It's a very fundamental thing. And I made a, I, I did the good open source thing. I contacted developers and said, hey, is this something I'm doing? Or is it not a problem? They said, oh, it's not supported. I went and I filed a bug report that said, oh, it's not a bug. It's a feature thing. I said, fine. Wouldn't, and this is over the course of like a week. I said, fine. Wouldn't file a feature thing. My feature was cl- like closed because they said it wasn't important. So I went to the feature voting thing and said, you know, vote for my feature and at the time I knew someone who was doing a podcast and said hey talk about this on your podcast and my feature got like a 300 votes and still some asshole developer said oh it's not important it's very important so screw you open office well my old problem with open office um, is the Excel app just isn't yeah anywhere it's called calc for those who don't know um, is nowhere near what Microsoft Excel is. That is. Yeah, I know. It only has rows. It doesn't even have columns. That. It, it, <laughs> shut up. No, just, no, no. It's actually really bad. If, if you if you're a power user of the databases or the spreadsheets, it's not so great. Yeah, the we use you know at work Excel for a lot of our reporting. Like we'll dump um, uh, like raw text files or CSV files out, and then I'll pull them into Excel and you know do pivot charts, whatever whatever um, we decide to make them look like. Um, and some of our, our products actually use Excel add-ins to uh, generate reports. And they automatically generate the report uh, in, yeah. in the pivot chart and whatever. Um, anyway, you can't do it in Calc, and it just annoys me. To no end. And don't get me wrong, OpenOffice is absolutely great. It's the best thing ever. It's better than anything I could have coded. But for the love of God, how hard is it? You know what someone told me about the trackpad thing? They said, oh, well, you should buy a laptop that has a switch so you can turn off the trackpad. <laughs> you should buy a laptop with a switch so you can turn off the trackpad? 
the hell is that? It wasn't even like use a mouse. It was buy a laptop with the trackpad switch. <laughs> I would have told you to uh, use a mouse, but... Yeah, I think you did. I think I pitched about it. I think I wanted you to vote on my thing. I don't think you voted for it. I think you said use a mouse. Maybe I did. I don't know. Um... Yeah. You know, going back to your wine thing, uh, you know, uh, Valve, the Half-Life and Crossover Company, which is a really awesome company, by the way. Right. Um, did you know that they recently ported Half-Life to uh, Mac and... I don't know about the links, but Mac for sure? Uh, yeah, I saw that. And they made, they made a big deal about it, and it was a whole fiasco because everyone was like, oh, but Mac is only 10% of the uh, user base, and it was this whole thing, and all these uh, blogs said, for 10%, can uh, Valve ever hope to offset the costs of the uh, development? And I was so shocked because Half-Life is, uh, you know, barring Crisis, which I've never played, but the Half-Life engine is just incredibly powerful. It's one of the most mm-hmm. powerful gaming engines out there, and it worked almost flawlessly under Wine and Crossover. In fact, it was one of the only games that worked amazingly well, the only game of that graphical such, that worked amazingly well off the Crossover. They should have just took Crossover and bottled it and, like, put that out as their port, but they, they rewrote it for Mac, and it just boggled my mind. Well, another, uh, going into the whole wine crossover, another competitor is uh, Sedega. Um, they also... Oh, yeah, how's that? Hmm? Is that any good? Uh, it's, it's okay. I used it for a while for uh, World of Warcraft, um, but they're behind, I believe, at least one development cycle from the wine group, so you don't get the latest and greatest wine. Um, so it does have its limitations. The latest and greatest wine, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> On a side I just, note, I have to say I, this is completely unrelated, but you know houseparty.com? No, I do not. Okay, they were made famous because when Windows Seven, hold on a second. Oh, I backfired completely. Could you not, uh, you know, drop your mic? No, I just made a change. Houseparty.com was famous because when the Windows Seven launch happened, they made a big point. Of a of having a house party event on houseparty.com, and what it is is house party is a company that helps other companies sponsor house parties. So if you're Windows, for example, and this happened, uh, you go to house party and say, "I want more excitement for my product," and house party says, "Great, we needed a lump sum of money and a bunch of stuff." And then house party organizes people, uh, screens potential applicants, and then they send stuff out so the applicants can host their own Windows or whatever themed house parties. It was a big deal back when Windows Seven launched, but. They had a Rubbermaid Clean Little Secrets mop party where a Rubbermaid would send you a mop. And I showed this to my friends out of disbelief, and we were just talking about it. And is that – um, no, I probably shouldn't. There's another show I do, but I don't want to plug it. But um, one of the questions was uh, – because you have to fill out a survey before you um, uh, get the free mop from Rubbermaid. And one of the questions was, how often do you go to the cleaning aisle to look at the latest and greatest cleaning tools? I don't know. I don't know of anyone who goes to the cleaning aisle to look at the latest and greatest cleaning tools. There's only so much advancements you can have in mop technology. Mm, yeah, I'll give you that. But what did that have to do at all with what I was talking about? Because you said latest and greatest. <laughs> okay. But the latest and greatest revision of said software product is what I was getting at. Yeah, but it reminded me of the stupid mop. You know, I was not accepted to the Rubbermaid mop cleaning house party, by the way. I will not be having a free mop party. I'm sorry, but can we talk about something technical now? Sure. Okay. (laughs) I completely lost my train of thought, but anyway, 
Um, I like the mop story. It's just so ridiculous. Like, like you're gonna invite your friends over, and be like, man, Scott, check out my new mop. Oh, that's such a cool mop. All right. Well, you talk for a while because that's all I got. That's that's it's that, been a long show. I'm that, sure people are done with us. If you, if you have nothing to add, I'm done with the uh, mop thing. You're done with the mop thing. Um, yeah, I had something else to say about you know wine and the whole Sedega bit, but I completely lost my train of thought. You know, they call it the party, the clean little secrets house party. Okay, I think we're just gonna end the show on that now. <laughs> I think we're okay, done. See you next, I, I think see we're you done. next week, everybody. Uh, Tuesday, go to the site, hackradiolive.org. Look at the cool stuff. Um, if you want to send Rubbermaid a letter and complain that I didn't get a free mop, uh, go ahead. Um, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Look at these